What up, everybody? Welcome to the latest, greatest edition of the Nesson After Hours podcast presented by People's United Bank. I am Emerson Lazia. Celie Godwin is here Hello. today. What, what is up? How are you? I mean, it feels like it's been forever. I, the weeks just drag on and on. Um, but yeah, here we are. Another uh, episode for the podcast. Uh, we've got Zach Cox with us coming up here in just a few. Um, Let's go. We got a lot of football stuff, right? A lot of football stuff like, on tap. Yeah. Like, well, we're finally getting a Patriots-Broncos game in what feels like forever. As uh, of now. <laughs> getting pushed. Oh, God. Don't even do that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't want to throw that out uh, of the world. Uh, I mean, that literally has happened where we're talking about it. Well, as long as there's not another positive test and then it drops. Uh-huh. Um, but hopefully right now everything's been clear. It's been a couple of days of not having any new positives. So that's good. But yeah, let's go ahead and get Zach Cox of Nesson.com, Patriots beat writer, also co-host of the Patriots podcast. Zach, there's two new faces out at Patriots practice today. Can you tell us who those two faces were? Well, they were two uh, two new familiar faces. Uh, Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore, both back at practice today. Love uh, to hear it. After Having been, well, Cam Newton was officially removed from the uh, reserve COVID list yesterday. Uh, the fact that Stephon Gilmore was out there today means he will be removed from that list as well, which puts both of them on track to play this weekend, uh, which means Stephon Gilmore likely won't even miss a game for being on the COVID list. Cam Newton will only miss one. Uh, both of those, I think, are pretty favorable situations for the Patriots, given the whole kind of whirlwind this last week has been. And, uh, and Bill Murray was also back at practice today as well. Uh, practice squad oh, division guy. tackle, practice squad defensive tackle who was on the, uh, on the COVID list as well. So good for uh, Bill and, and good for everybody else out there. Yeah, which side benefited more from like the whole game being delayed another week? Well, it's got to be the Patriots. I mean, I, the, you saw some reaction from the Broncos on social they media. They were pissed, bro. They're pissed. They were really pissed. I, I mean, rightfully so. It, like yeah. going into the weekend, they were fully preparing to face a Patriots team that one hadn't practiced all week. Basically, they had one sort of pseudo walkthrough practice on Saturday, uh, and then we're going to go straight into that game on Monday. And they were going to be in that game likely without Cam Newton or Stephon Gilmore. There, there still was a chance that both of them could have been cleared before that Monday game, but it, it's certainly far, far, far more likely now. And, I mean, the, the Broncos will benefit a little bit. They'll probably have Drew Locke back in this yeah. game. They might have Noah Fant back in this game. So their offense will be a little bit stronger. But if you had to ask them, I'm sure they much would, would, would have much rather faced this Patriots team without Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore. And kept <laughs> 100%. Both of these teams now lost their bye week, and, and they'll have to basically go straight through for, for uh, the rest of the season. Now, I, I need to bring up this quote from Vic Fangio, the Broncos head coach. <laughs> Because yes. it's, it's, it's amazing, and I want to hear your reaction to it, Zach. So here it is. You get to see who the whiners are and who the bitchers are and Ooh. who can handle adversity. So we were talking about how some of these Broncos players, Shelby Harris, Melvin Gordon, were on Twitter voicing their frustration, Justin Simmons. Uh, so was that kind of directed toward his players, do you believe? I think so. I think it was probably a, a situation of, of him trying to go, hey, guys, this sucks. This isn't fun. This is not what we would be preferring to do. But everybody knew coming into this season that this whole year was going to be 
basically a situation where you have to kind of adapt on the fly. Uh, and I think that was the message that he was trying to get out to his players because when coaches talk to the media like that, a lot of the time they're talking directly to their players through the media. So I think that was a little bit of a sort of internal motivation, you could say. So like on the flip side, how do you think the Patriots have handled all of this adversity? I mean, I, I was talking about this before the season started that going into this year with all the COVID uncertainty, it was going to favor teams like the Patriots that have a really strong sort of institutional stability, mm -hmm. I guess you could call it, with, with an established head coach, with an established culture, uh, not a team that was kind of had a lot of new guys and a lot of moving parts uh, on the coaching staff and in the organization. And the Patriots certainly fit into that category. I think from, from all the reports we've heard uh, from players and, and from uh, various reporters with, with sources in the organization, it seems like the Patriots themselves are really taking every precaution to prevent this situation from becoming even worse than it already has been uh, with four players ending up on, on the COVID list. We, I mean, I guess you keep your fingers crossed because they're not totally out of the woods yet. Uh, but so far this hasn't turned into a situation like we saw down in Nashville where there was something like 25 Titans players and coaches and staffers who ended up testing positive for, for COVID. God, what that, an absolute cluster F that was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and that's what, the the people up here in new england were, were really trying to avoid and it, it's been interesting seeing the way bill belichick has handled all of this when whether it's canceling practices or, or keeping players home extra and, and doing virtual workouts it it really seems like they've done all they can to keep players away from each other and away from the facility until all of this dies down and that's meant sacrificing some valuable practice time. I mean, if this game wasn't, re wasn't rescheduled, as I said before, they're going to go in with basically half a practice. Um, and given Bill Belichick's reputation as someone who's sort of win at all costs, this has sort of shown a different side of him uh, in this whole situation. Yeah, um, definitely showing that they're going, they're going to have to do what they have to do to protect themselves because it, it seems like the NFL, NFLPA, uh, Devin McCourty wasn't too pleased uh, with, how they responded to the, the Patriots when it initially started with Cam Newton that Saturday when he tested positive. And then, you know, a couple of days later, they're on a flight to go play the Chiefs. And they were a little upset about that. Uh, what was that conversation like with, with Devin? Yeah, that, they were more than a little upset uh, about that. Uh, Devin McCourty has spoken out about it. Jason McCourty actually had the strongest um, sort of comments on that, basically saying the NFL and the NFLPA don't care about player safety. Uh, because they made the Patriots travel to this game. It, basically, the reason the, the NFL pushed through with this game was because they didn't want the Chiefs to have to play three games within 10 days and kind of throw off all of their schedule. So they sort of just crossed their fingers and sent them out and hoped that nothing, <laughs> nothing bad would happen. And then something bad happened because Stephon Gilmore tested positive the day that they got back. And a lot of Patriots players were very unhappy about the way that whole situation transpired. And I think that played into the fact – the or the the sort of reason why this week's game or was postponed from last week to this week because the Patriots weren't happy about it they, they weren't happy that they had to fly the day of the game during the incubation period they weren't happy that another player tested positive when they got back and then that cost them an entire other week of practice and I, I think there was going to be some 
I, I don't know if it would have been a full-blown boycott, but – Like there, a revolt, like a player revolt, man. Those guys definitely were not going to take the field based off their comments. It, it did not sound like that. Um, uh, we, we don't know exactly because it didn't, uh, it didn't get to that point, but it, it didn't sound like they were, they were going to be kind of going into that game planning on playing. And I think the NFL kind of recognized their, their mistakes with the fact that they altered some of their COVID rules – this week uh, as it pertains to to high risk close contact players uh now there's a rule that some that those players must be isolated for five days which potentially could cause them to miss a game even if they don't test positive and uh, there's all sorts of semantics around that but the fact that the nfl rolled out these new rules a couple days after uh this patriots chiefs game it it sort of tells you that they they realized that they messed up and and they realized that that was not the the proper thing to do so today, Thursday, I woke up to the push notification that the Atlanta Falcons had had positive cases, according to Adam Schefter. That came down to just one, and it wasn't even a player. It was a Falcons personnel official. Um, they shut down Atlanta's facilities. So um, what was your reaction to hearing that this morning? Yeah, it definitely was better to hear the updated report of it. Afterwards. Yeah, all right. We're like, okay, this is moving in the right direction. This is good. <laughs> the, initial, okay. uh, the initial report was that four additional Falcons players had tested positive, uh, which obviously uh. would not be good. And then a couple hours later, it, it was amended that, as you mentioned, it was one individual and it was not a player. Um, you obviously don't want any positive tests, but that's definitely a, a slightly different scenario than than what we originally thought but this is going to be something that is going to stick with the league all season and I think it's just going to be a continued juggling act I mean you you saw the Panthers yesterday they shut down their facility just because someone on the Falcons had tested positive uh, and the Falcons were the team that they played this past week so there's going to be a lot of of moving parts throughout the league on this I wouldn't be surprised if we see the NFL protocols change two or three times. Dude, they're the changing end. every week. Like, I feel like there's no it's, choice. Like they it's, have to. It's like, true though. It's, it's on one, yeah. On, on one hand, it looks like they're not properly prepared and they're just kind of going in with their eyes closed and hoping nothing goes wrong. Yeah. Um, but I guess on the other hand, you could say, well, it's this is an unprecedented situation. They really there's there's no kind of playbook for how to handle this. You're not in a bubble, like so you're you're out there exposing yourself even just doing things like going to get groceries. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. going to be a juggling act. That's really a perfect way of putting it, Zach. And then you gotta, you gotta rely on like their families, right? And other people they're around as well, Seals. Like they can yeah. do everything right themselves, but then other people they surround Somebody themselves else with. in their close circle, it's correct. But I mean, it's, uh, it's good that it seems like the Patriots are trending in the right direction. How many days now has it been with no new positives? I believe the the most recent one that we heard of was Byron Cowart on set on Sunday, uh, okay. which resulted in the uh, in the postponement of this game. No positive tests since then. Uh, it is worth monitoring that that Dietrich Wise was a, listed as a DNP on yesterday's uh, on oh. Wednesday's uh, injury report uh, for non injury related reasons. Uh, he was not out at practice today. Uh, obviously, he's in the same position group as Byron Cowart. Um, we don't know if that's COVID related at all, but given those close connections, that's definitely something that's going to be uh, worth monitoring uh, in, in the coming days here. Uh, uh, uh. 
What is uh like like at what point is the league gonna have to just say, all right, man, like we need like a week eighteen, like we're gonna need like another oh, week or two and push and push everything back because Zach, so moving this game, the Denver Patriots game, impacted like eight other teams. We're running out of bye weeks here. There's no way the league can continue shuffling around games like this if cases keep popping up. It was insane. I mean, to to reschedule this Patriots Broncos game from last weekend to this weekend. They had to move six other games. Uh, I think six total teams were involved in this whole rescheduling. The Chargers, who aren't even involved in any of this, they had four games moved. <laughs> four of their games are now going to be played in different weeks just so the NFL could do whatever they could to move yeah. this game yeah. back one week. I mean, they're running out of time. They're going to have to – it seems like a week 18 should have been an easy kind of first resort. Uh, just to bump this game, say, hey, whatever, we'll do an extra week at the end of the season. The NFL has been really resistant to doing that so far. They're, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get, I, I don't get it at all. I, I think – I'm assuming they just really want to keep the playoffs and the Super Bowl on schedule. Uh, and Nobody's not been on schedule. Between. Nobody. Yeah, and you know what? Hey, canceling the Pro Bowl was probably the first step because I think if well, anything – Pro Bowl anyway. I know, I know. It's like, dude, if you thought for people, players in the past were actually going to show up, like you thought they had excuses <laughs> in the past, imagine the excuses this year if they actually would go to the Pro Bowl. But now you can at least eliminate like that off week, that week that the Pro Bowl would have been. So if you do have to push the playoffs back and have a week 18, there is a small window for it now. De definitely. It's, it sounds like what I think is probably going to happen because teams are going to run out of bye weeks. They're already running out of bye weeks. And once a team doesn't have a bye week left, there's really not much schedule flexibility that, that you can do. So I think you're, you're going to see a week 18 start up pretty soon. If, if these kind of these trends of positive yeah. tests continue. Uh, and I, and I read somewhere, I can't remember where it was that they could, it could be a scenario where they move a game to week 18, then they'll play it. If it has sort of direct significant playoff implications, yeah. if it doesn't, they'll just, skip it and then and one a team will end up playing 15 games or, or 14 games or whatever and then if that happens then they can just push the playoffs back forward and, and play it as scheduled which sounds like a decent idea to me i mean i'm sure it'll screw up some some uh statistical stuff and some draft i'm thinking like tv deals because all the money and all those tv deals that's what i'm yeah. thinking they're really trying to and, force it they don't want to screw it'll, that I mean, players who have who have game checks and, and per game bonuses and stuff like that there's a lot of uh a lot of negatives to to all these types of of rescheduling so i'm sure everybody involved in the league players coaches all the way up to the tv yeah. executives and the league executives they want to play every single game this season uh but i wouldn't be surprised if it gets to a point where a couple of teams are just going to play fewer than 16 games because you that's, can't fit everything in that's a good point that's a good point about the forfeit thing because that's a big reason why that titans bills game was so important because if the titans had to forfeit that for whatever reason the bills players wouldn't have been paid either yeah. and that would have just caused I mean, all hell would have broken loose yeah the, the forfeit is absolutely the, the last resort right now yeah. it seems that's the last thing a team, uh, the league wants to do at the moment uh, let's go back to the actual game that we're going to hopefully have here on Sunday at 1 p.m. Um, so we talked about the positives for both sides. Obviously, the Patriots getting back Cam Newton, Stephon Gilmore, and then Drew Locke. He looks like he's probably going to be a go for the Broncos. But uh, Melvin Gordon, he was uh, a player that was vocal about his frustrations, and I guess he decided to uh, go drown his frustrations with alcohol. 
Um, and then he got cited late Tuesday night for driving under the influence. Um, he was ticketed for speeding in downtown Denver. His court date's scheduled for like November. But how does this impact his status for Sunday's game? Uh, TBD at the moment. He, he was held out of practice Wednesday uh, after this all happened because this happened late Tuesday night. Uh, didn't practice Wednesday. Uh, according to reports out of Denver, he was on the practice field today, Thursday. Um, so we're, we're still waiting to hear whether, whether he will be suspended. I mean, if a league suspension comes down, it probably won't come until that court date that you mentioned. Uh, but the Broncos could obviously impose a, a, a team-imposed suspension. Uh, and Vic Fangio, the Broncos head coach, said yesterday that Gordon will face consequences, uh, quote-unquote, for um for his actions the other night so whether that means he'll be suspended for this weekend that that remains to be seen but that that would be a significant loss for the broncos because gordon has been by far their leading rusher this season uh, he has 281 of their 370 rushing yards this <laughs> year he's basically been their only viable running back uh, they are getting philip Lindsay back in this game so that will help uh, regardless but it, it would definitely be a a blow to this offense to to not be able to have gordon out there uh, there have been some reports, at least early on yesterday, after this news, and with Lev Bell hitting the market, hey, does Denver think about signing Lev Bell? Can you make a case for New England signing Le'Veon Bell? I think Le'Veon Bell would make a good amount of sense uh, at this point for New England. I mean, the Patriots don't need a running back. Running back is probably their deepest position outside of cornerback, uh, and all of their running backs have played reasonably well this season. Obviously, Sony Michelle is currently on injured reserve, but even with that, they still have a pretty, a pretty deep stable there with, with Damian Harris coming back. So this would be a total luxury move for the Patriots. It would be uh, trading for Le'Veon Bell would be dumb, uh, but just because of the money that he was making, but uh, the Jets weren't able to find a trade partner. They officially, officially released him on Wednesday. Bill Belichick has raved about this guy in the past, and who knows if he's still anywhere close to old Le'Veon Bell because he had the season long holdout and then he was on the Jets and the Jets just didn't know how to use him. I don't think he was super engaged out there. It oh was my just God, he hated it there. <laughs> oh, he, he, he absolutely hated it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Schefter mentioned this morning that the, the Pats did have, he reported the Patriots were in conversations with the Jets about a potential trade. I, I did see that. I also saw a report that those conversations didn't last particularly long uh, so it might have been a situation where the Patriots often are a team that's used to kind of drive up trade value yeah um, but the fact that he's now released and he's now free and the Patriots theoretically could sign him for very little money I think it's worth a shot I mean if if he's agreeable to to come uh, and play for New England for a million dollars or whatever bring him in see if he looks anything like the old Le'Veon Bell uh, because just a couple of years ago he was you're easily the best running back yeah. in the NFL, both as a runner and as a pass catcher. He can do a lot of, uh, a lot of things as a receiver that, uh, that a lot of NFL running backs can't do. So I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's, to it's too likely at the moment. Yeah. It seems like the, the, the latest report that I saw was the, the Chiefs, the Bills, and, and the Dolphins. Were the <laughs> One of these is not like the other. <laughs> Looking at you, I mean, Miami. Those are the three teams that they're facing next on their schedule. Go for Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Big, I didn't uh, even big know that. Guy. But, <laughs> I mean, he would make a lot of sense for, for all those teams. He'd definitely make a lot of sense for, for the Dolphins. But, I mean, if he's interested in coming and, and playing for Bill Belichick and, and being in this offense and doesn't want to take a lot of money, I was like, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about like the even the running side of it. I'm like, dude, you, 
uh, the Patriots aren't even using their tight ends and their wide receiver core could use an upgrade. Put the guy in the slot. Put him out wide. I don't know. Use him in the passing game. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I mean, it, I again, I don't think it's likely just based on what the, no. the, the latest reports are here. But it's fun to think about it. I think I mean, you've seen <laughs> – there's, there's a reason why whenever a big-name guy like this ends up getting released or waived or, or what have you, the first thing people think of is, oh, well, is he going to go to the Patriots? Because they've, they have a history of, of taking on these player, players like this before. Not all of them have worked out. But, I mean, if, again, if it's cheap, if it's bottom-of-the-barrel money, go for it. Why not? I mean, with the NFL trade deadline coming up, how is that impacting the Patriots specifically? It's that's still sort of to be determined. Uh, we actually talked to, to Bill Belichick about that this morning. And he, even he said, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how it sort of all shakes out. Uh, Cause the Patriots are a team that typically is relatively active ahead of the trade deadline. They, they've made at least one trade. And I, I think it's five of the last six seasons or something like that. Uh, last season, it was Muhammad Sanu a week or two before the deadline. That worked so. out great. That's it. I, I, was someone, I was someone who thought that was a good move at the time. Uh, turned out to we be all did a Especially very bad first, move. Why not? first game. Why not? The first game had, he had like 10 catches or something. Crazy, yeah. Right? yeah that, like that, went down, that went downhill in a hurry, but no, it'll be interesting to see how, how it all shakes out here because after the, uh, after cut down day during the whole um, waiver period and all that, you saw a lot less movement than you typically do just because yeah. of, one, the uncertainty within teams because they didn't have a preseason uh, and, and they hadn't really seen what a lot of those guys could do in real games. And two, just because of, of COVID. I mean, now, even with, with the new rules, uh, the new COVID rules that I mentioned earlier, it could take them basically a week to get a guy into the facility and actually have him ready to play in a game. That's such so, a headache, man. Which is tough, yeah. I mean, if you, if you really need a, a wide receiver for Sunday and you realize you this Tuesday – you can't get him. Basically, yeah. if, you, if you decide midweek to trade for a guy, he's probably not going to play for until at least the next game. Uh, so, so there are a lot of different uh, hoops that teams have to jump through uh, that they didn't have to in years past. I think on the whole, you'll probably see fewer or less movement uh, than you usually do at this time of the year. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Patriots did go out and make some sort of move, even if it is a minor move, because there's there's some positions on this team that they could clearly stand to uh, improve at the moment. Yeah, like wide receiver and like Michael Thomas hating his life in New Orleans. Please just trade for Michael Thomas. Just do it. You got the money for it. Please. I th I think that's a total pipe dream. I mean, I'm sure the Patriots <laughs> Damn have him here. I, but Sean Payton, but I I don't care if he's the the biggest malcontent in that locker room. He's talented enough that you do not let that guy go. So the, I think the Saints would be crazy to move on from him. I'm sure if they do, the Patriots would be the first person uh, to, to give <laughs> – right? Of course the Patriots would be. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're getting Antonio Brown. We we're getting some other like people with some issues, some baggage. He, he, he's perfect. Yeah, he's this perfect. guy just needs to stay off Twitter. That's basically it. I don't think he's got any, any other major issues. That, that's good advice for all of us. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's an absolute <laughs> cesspool. Highly recommend it. Um, uh, another thing that I, I was just following along with uh, just everything, uh, Nick Saban testing positive. Obviously, a ton of ties yeah. to Bill Belichick in their history. Um, what was the reaction like to finding out that news inside the Patriots facility? Yeah, Bill Belichick actually opened up his, his video conference this morning by sending well wishes and, <clears throat> excuse me, and support to Saban, who obviously is one of his 
oldest friends in the coaching profession. They go way back to, to the Browns back in, in the early nineties. And Saban isn't the, he's probably the biggest name so far, but he's not the first, he's not the first college coach who's tested positive this year. I think it's, it's at least a half dozen uh, around, um, around FBS that have tested positive for, for COVID. And you've, you've seen a lot of outbreaks within teams and, and within um, kind of other athletic departments. We talked about the NFL being a juggling act. College football is, it's sort of the wild west because every league in every league and every school is sort of operating on, on their own rules. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who, who knows how this whole season is going to play out, especially because it seems like every stadium down South has about 75% capacity in it now. So us, us Southerners are always messing <laughs> shit up. I mean, it looks yeah, like a great time, a but fact. I don't know if that's the, uh, I don't know if that's the smartest uh, move from a safety standpoint at this moment. Oh gosh. <laughs> down there. They're like, no restrictions, everyone. Go do whatever you want. Stupid it's Florida. Ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And every time, like, I get it. People want to, like, live their normal lives. We all feel that way. But when I look at it, I'm like, ooh, that's just, like, COVID's like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, know. it's awful. It's- I, I hate seeing it. I understand that people want to be out there. And I bet the environment's a lot better for the, the players on the field and, and, and the momentum. And they just they feed off that energy. But at the same time, you're looking at it like, <clears throat> that doesn't look very good. That doesn't yeah, look very good. I, I thought it was interesting, too, uh, going back to the Saints that we were just talking about. The Saints are now trying to play home games at LSU's stadium because they want to have fans in the stands. And because the Superdome Damn. is a dome, they're not allowed to do that because it's an indoor stadium. So there, it sounds like there are significant talks uh, <laughs> underway to, to basically move the Saints to Baton Rouge, or at least their home games, so they what can have the hell? Because the college facilities yeah. wouldn't act like help a pro team. Like the, the facilities aren't big enough. The locker- I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, is, I mean, are LSU's facilities even that great? Because remember, the Patriots were just complaining about, and Arrowhead is a damn nice stadium, and they were just complaining about the visiting facilities, the visiting locker room there. The Patriots were yeah. so like, yeah. you can't do that. It, it would be just for games, I think, but still, I. I guess I don't know what the visiting locker room at uh, at the well, that's, Alley, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like just just game day stuff. Like, yeah, I, I can't team. imagine it's a great locker room, but you'd be. It surprised. is an SEC school. I mean, that, of, that shit probably is really nice. A lot of locker rooms. You'd be surprised at how cramped and small and just sort of old and decrepit so many NFL locker rooms are. I mean, the, yeah. the home team locker rooms are usually pretty nice, but I've been in a lot of them around the league, and they they look like like a high school football locker room a lot of the time. Mm. So. Definitely uh, not the ble- the best place to be uh, in-, in the age of COVID, for sure. Ugh. Zach you know, Cox, man. It was fun talking with you, bro, and hanging out with you. Did yeah. you have fun? <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. This is, I think, was this round two for me on, uh, on After? Yeah, yeah, absolutely always, it is. Always a pleasure. No, we love yeah. having you on, and we appreciate all the time, all the, the great stuff that's the- – Hopefully we have a game. That's that's all I think we, we want now is to actually see a game. Real quick before you go, uh, what do you think is going to play out uh, on Sunday? Who's going to take home the dub? Uh, I, I think this is going to be a pretty comfortable Patriots win, assuming they do, in fact, have Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore back. I, I, I think you see Patriots 31, Dolphins – or not Dolphins, Broncos 14, something in that range. Okay. It's the same thing. Broncos were supposed to play the Dolphins. <laughs> I see how you can mix it up. Schedule's mixing my mind up, too. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. Appreciate it, Zach. Uh, so good stuff, as always, there from Zach Cox. Any uh, quarantine thoughts before we take off? 
Um, it is cold and flu season, and this little mama actually came down with a cold this past weekend. Ew. And just want to remind everyone, I know everybody's very sensitive, but just go get a test. You can get them. You'll get your results back in two days. I got mine back in two days, and I am negative. It is just a cold. But uh, it is cold and fluid season. Take care of yourself and try not to be so damn judgmental. Oh, man. Dude, you better not come into work tomorrow if you still got a cold. Do not come into work tomorrow. I'm serious. I will report you if you come in with a cold. I will fight you. <laughs> All right. Well, you will win that one. I will one. fight you with the, the, <laughs> the power um, of my snot. <laughs> that's <you>. disgusting. <laughs> uh, dude, that, was, that felt so weird. I got a test like a few weeks back too. Uh, and it's just like, I was like, start crying because like my tear ducts are like flowing when it's in the back. It's okay. Of my brain. You can admit to being a big old baby. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big old bitch. That's what I am. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about Winnie? I saw her running. Oh around. yeah, yeah, yeah. Winnie's uh, Winnie's crazy. She's like, uh, she's basically a piranha disguised she's got a as, dog, as a dog. Everyone, and she's yeah. absolutely adorable. I haven't met her yet, but I totally got her a toy. And yep. So. I know. Yeah, we. Uh, she really loves the the pumpkin toy that you got her. So that's that's really beautiful. And yes, like I said, she's just a piranha and she's chewing everything. And we got a new comforter the other day. Meg took it out of the box and she immediately took a piss on it. So that's great. <laughs> um, basically, nothing has changed in my life in the past couple of weeks, except I talked to my mom like an hour ago. My mom now has her medical marijuana card. So the oh stories my with my mom are about to become even more intense and insane and off the wall. She is getting it for her back pain, but I'm like, yo, you're about to be so freaking stoned all the time, lady. You have no idea. I can't idea. wait to have your mother on this podcast. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to screen grab my conversations with her now and share it with the world on Twitter when she's like, hey, man, like, have you seen the Goonies before? It's like, yeah, dude, I've seen that. Just laughing hysterically and yeah. just smiling like eyes all <laughs> I know. I'm like, mom, you're going to have dad like running up to like Wendy's there around the corner in the neighborhood. And, like, yo, like, grab me that frosty man, and a large fry. I need fries. I need fries <laughs> and some chicken nuggets. Oh, it's the absolute best, dude. But uh, a good time today. I'm glad we got Zach on. And fingers crossed, we actually have a game Sunday. Yeah. I mean, we keep saying that every single time. We're like, well, you All never right, know. We have a game. We right? have a game. You wake up and like, I just open my phone every morning when I get up and say, okay, who's going to have tests today? That's, that's every single morning is checking is. to make sure nobody else is tested positive and all hell is not breaking loose. So, all right, but, well, uh, well, good stuff. Right Tell now, Lady I said what's up. What's up? Tell Lady I said what's up. Your dog. She is, she's asleep right now and she's, you know, she was sunbathing, but she's doing great. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I will see you back tomorrow. at work tomorrow on After Let's Hours the show. But this is After Hours the podcast presented by People's United Bank and that'll do it for us. We will see you guys next week.